0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Inside the Cage. I am your host, Terrell Campbell. And I am your man, Jerome fan. And ladies and gentlemen, this is your home for conversations about wrestling, MMA, and for this limited time, with only a couple weeks left, Jerome, what are we going to talk about? Football! And, of course, we can't ever forget whenever Jerome chooses to call shenanigans on people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do something different this week because the energy was high coming off of the UFC fight, but it's even higher going into WrestleMania season, which starts this upcoming Sunday, January 31st, 2021, with the Royal Rumble. All right. Baby. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, that's your seatbelts, because it's Rumble time. Jerome, we got to do a little bit of a preview for the Royal Rumble, because as of right now, we're just going to look at the announced matches on the card. So this is our preview. Ladies and gentlemen, match that I'm kind of looking forward to, but kind of indifferent about. It's the Women's Tag Team Championships. With Asuka and Charlotte versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, Jerome, what are your feelings about this particular match? Well,
1: I think I've made my feelings pretty clear on Charlotte Flair and how they hand her titles, right? But as far as the quality of this match, it'll probably be good. But am I a big fan of um, seeing Charlotte Flair, you know, having another championship and and just constantly competing in, in championship matches. No, I'm not. I'll never be a fan of that because you know me. I I am of a, of the belief that you don't, if you have truly a good character, you don't need the title on a title on them all the time to make them relevant. Yes, they will need title reigns for sure to give their their legacy legitimacy, right? Nobody's arguing that. But to constantly be putting someone in that picture, I think it's, I think it's stupid because, for all the time that there was the Stone Cold and Vince stuff going on, most of the time Stone Cold was not the champion. So I, I look at it in the sense of saying, "Hey, look, build a good story. Give me a good story. Stop trying to just force me to." care about this match with an artificial way of trying to just put the title out there like that's not fun to me that's actually kind of lame to be honest because what's where's the story for this oh you guys we already know what's going to happen because you guys are going to give charlotte flair another title run right you guys are going to let her run and and bring her back with some glory and then eventually it's going to be her right back into the women's title picture right so what what are we really doing here what are we doing what's the purpose of this
0: match I don't see one. Do you? I mean, personally, it's one of those things where you have, you know, the champions Oscar and Charlotte versus Nia and Shayna. And this may be a way of getting the titles back on to Nia and Shayna, because in all honesty, they have dropped the ball with Shayna Baszler time after time on the main roster uh, her tag team title run with Nia Jax has been the thing that's been the most relevant. And I don't know if you remember, but I think it was a, at Night Champions. I might have the pay-per-view wrong, but when they wrestled against Bailey and Sasha, and we saw Shayna trap both Bailey and Sasha in that submission, that right there should have been the moment where management said, Dear God, that woman's a star because it it looked good it looked crisp it looked it looked like something you would have seen a high level bouncer do getting some people out of the bar that's some that's some stuff that makes a star and the whole run that she had with Naya yes they had some decent opponents i'm not going to say great opponents but in the In the whole thing, she actually fell into the background after that moment. The whole Naya putting Lana through tables thing, which was absolutely ridiculous and dare I say, ludicrous. Hopefully Chris Bridges doesn't come after me for that one. But it's it's one of those things where Shayna should be a bigger star than she is. And I Seriously, doubt that Vince and the writing team know what to do with her. When you have a legitimate badass in the organization, you use that legitimate badass. Think about it like this when Brock Lesnar came back from his original UFC run, they didn't book him as, oh, this is Brock Lesnar and he's going to be a tag team partner with this person and that person. No, they made him a beast. Shayna Baszler. Look at her NXT reign. That woman was scary. Yes, they gave her sidekicks in Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir and I'm not even going to talk about the women's Dusty Cup that Marina Shafir doesn't have Jasmine Duke as a tag partner, which is ridiculous to me. But you had Shayna pr- positioned at the forefront because we know, we all know about the MMA four horsewomen. It's Marina Shafir, Jasmine Duke, Shayna Baszler, and Ronda Rousey. Well, Ronda comes into the fold. Yeah, Shayna's going to take a back step, but that was showcasing Shayna. You're talking, you had the original MMA Four Horsewomen all underneath the WWE umbrella at the same time and nothing was done to connect them all aside from an NXT. You never saw Ronda just pop up at an NXT show say, I got my girl Shayna's back. Imagine how much that would have popped the crowd at the at Full Cell or at any arena that they were doing a takeover in to see Ronda Rousey pop up and help her friend, especially when Ronda went heel. That would have been great. But this match is going to be one of those ones that, hey, I hate to say it, until the finish, it's a bathroom break. As much talent <laughs> as is as, as in the ring with, with Asuka, with Charlotte Flair, with Shayna Baszler, You've got somebody in there who has not lived up to the potential of her last name. And I mean her real last name, of her bloodline. Look at the other people in Nia Jax's bloodline. You've got Jay Uso, who has been on fire this year. Jimmy Uso, when he's with Jay, one of the best tag teams of all time, the Usos. Roman freaking. Reigns has finally got into the place where he should have been a long time ago, and that is the heel that we did that we deserved and that we needed. I mean, the only other person in her bloodline that can even remotely, you know, say is on that same level is Tamina. Well, guess what? Uh-huh. Tamina was never pushed to a world title. Nia was. I Tamina think- was. To me, like Your
1: judgment of Nia Jax is pretty harsh. Pretty
0: um, harsh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How many people have wrestled Nia Jax in the past year and been injured for weeks?
1: Okay, but again, I think this is, I think this is again where we're, we're only considering, oh, you're not supposed to hurt the person that you wrestle with. Well, no, shit, people, but are we not going to consider the physics of all of this too? are we just going to just discount all the
0: physics of what's actually going on within that ring? I'm not discounting the physics, but guess what? When you hurt more than four people in a year, when when your most marquee female talent gets injured by an errant punch by a performer, the – We saw Vince McMahon send a bunch of guys down to the PC to get retrained, guys that were on the main roster and had exposure and weren't hurting people in the ring because he didn't like the way they work. Shouldn't I have been put down to the PC? Hey, you need a little bit more polish. They brought her up from NXT way too soon. I have said that countless times, and that's something I will definitely state countless more because she needed more polish.
1: You see, this is is where I disagree with you because – when you start having that mentality, Terrell, that's how somebody's forever stuck in NXT, forever. That's why they'll never get over that. ever. You're you want them to just sit there forever in a day and just oh, let's toil away in NXT. Who the hell wants to do that as a res- as a professional wrestler?
0: What's tomato Tommaso Champa, Johnny Gargano, even the even 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 the even the undisputed era wants to. And who are their names to the public, Terrell? Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano.
1: Who are they? They're just two names that nobody even knows who the hell they are.
0: And how many people can tell you off the top who Oscar is, who Shayna Baszler is? Let's say that's a that's a relevant point to wrestling fans. They know the names Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Let's say They know the names. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. We saw a guy like Finn Balor succeed in NXT. Have some degree of success on the main roster and when Finn needed a little bit more, needed something new to do, he went back to NXT. No. You know no, he, 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 you're he, full of shit. Stop it right there. It was not he him needing something, something to do. No,
1: no, no, It was not him needing something to do. It was him needing something at all because they weren't doing shit with him on the main roster.
0: What do you call needing something to do? It's the my, same my, goddamn my, 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 my point,
1: no, no, My point to you is needing something new to do is like, okay, hey, I need to, sw- to switch up my character like Roman Reigns did. That's needing to do something new. That's just needing to change something, right? This man, they weren't doing shit with him. They were not using him in any relevant way, so he had to make a choice. Hey, man, do I sit up here and keep getting misused or do I at least go back to NXT where I know they'll at least use me right
0: there? And you know what the thing is? Guys like Finn Balor where Vince didn't have a plan for him got sent back. Guys like Aleister Black who stated that they wanted to go back to NXT, where's Aleister Black been? Because I know you know Aleister Black was great, was great in NXT. When he got to the main roster, he was doing some things. <coughs> but – But then all of a sudden, they didn't know what they wanted to do with Aleister Black. They completely changed the appeal of his character. Aleister Black wants to go back to NXT because guess what? He knows that they know how to use him right. Finn Balor becoming a heel was the best thing for him because for years, we got to see him as smiley, good guy Finn. We got to see the Demon King. And now we get to see the
1: Prince. But see here here's where my issue is with you on this. If people are only having success in NXT Terrell, how much success is that really?
0: A lot more than people have, though know, wrestling in bingo halls, unless you're ECW. Yeah, oh oh wow. You're like you're basically like a step up at this point. You're just a step Oh, hold, hold on. You're getting you're getting paid, you're getting hold paid on, to hold train. On, t- hold on, you're getting you're getting exposure on television. Dude, you can get exposure um, on YouTube. We don't need that's not the TV same TV. thing but that's not the, the same TV. thing because the, no, no, no. uh, the general, the general okay, consensus bro, bro. is not like, going to be searching how, for YouTube
1: how much American television exposure did Shinsuke Nas- Nakamura have before he came here no none exactly and he blew up why what was that thing that he was consistently on? though, Terrell where you could always look at his, his highlights what was that what's that thing called Terrell just say it for me one time
0: New Japan, newjapanworld.com
1: <laughs> well, oh, oh that's where that's where people were going really to look up his highlights word yeah to,
0: to not look up highlights but to look Carell.
1: at him wrestle newjapanworld was a I thing stop dancing around it just admit that you was wrong you can dance around it and try and give that bull crap answer all you want but you and I both know it's YouTube so don't tell me, don't talk about like, oh well, they need so much exposure, they get so much exposure because they're on TV. They can get exposure on YouTube. What is all that television exposure that Finn Baylor's gotten gotten him? Hmm? Hmm? Did he get another shot at the world title? Did he get another run around? Remind me, I, I'm just I'm trying to
0: remember. No. Not, he got another shot, but he never got a world title run. But wait, isn't he currently NXT champion? What the? Who the hell cares who the NXT champion is? Deep Terrell, honest to God, do you think
1: for two seconds I actually care who the NXT champion is? I don't. You should. No, I don't. All I care about is, all right, who is actually a good wrestler down there? I don't care who the champion is. Their champion is like a paper championship. It means piss off.
0: That is just the most asinine thing I've ever heard you say. What does the championship mean? What does what it? It means you. It, it's a it's a, it means the same thing as the WWE or dude no universal it's like, title. It's like winning. A, it's do like you, winning you a do not, do not remember? Do not remember? Do you not remember when Survivor Series had NXT involved and they made they put the shine on NXT? Do you not remember that? Again. They were giving exposure to those guys. Remember when uh, uh, an NXT champion by the name of Adam Cole, baby, showed yeah. up on Raw okay, and SmackDown and took on the it. toughest guys on you're that show. Teams,
1: right? Who, remind me, Terrell, who's who's still hot from that moment in Survivor Series? Keith Lee.
0: And anybody else? You got anybody else? Nope. That's it. One person. That's
1: it. So what good did that do? That's what I'm saying. Like, NXT, what what, what value is it as a champion? Because your championship basically means nothing to most wrestling fans. It, it doesn't. What is it supposed to mean? You're, you're talking about guys <clears throat> essentially winning something that's like a, a, a NBA Summer League championship or minor league baseball championship. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything because if you come up to the to the big show and you stink, you're always seen as a second-rate player, right?
0: And that's not their fault. All the time, it's it, not their fault. No, it's i not blaming them. them. Is it. All oh, I'm trying to say is it you is, is, to is it. Rick, hold on, hold on. But you're but you're trying to say
1: Hold on, hold on. But
0: you're but you're you talking about about guys like Ricochet, who was one of the most fantastic wrestlers on NXT. Told you got to change your style up, going to the main roster, which loses him a lot of luster, because Ricochet got to a certain point because he was ricochet. You're talking about a guy who was so hot as a heel and Bobby Roode. You debut him on the main roster as a face, and you don't know what to do with him. The guy is the modern-day version of Arn Anderson. The only other person close is Dax Wheeler. I mean, Dax Hardwood from FTR. So I don't know what you're trying to – you're trying to say this is a paper championship – Guess, it what, is. It is a paper Guess what, Jerome? Guess what? How is it paper? How is it paper? Adam Cole being a NXT champion for over a years a paper championship? No, you always state paper champions as someone like Conor McGregor who never defended his belt. No, they say, and even though he was the biggest star in the world, you call him paper champion. You call someone like Kay Velasquez who you who has won the title, lost it in first fights, but won it back as a paper champion. Your definition of a paper champion. Is asinine Terrell. because if there you're going to say it about these two guys.
1: They're wrestling paper and, champions. You know why, Terrell? Because if they come to the main roster and, it, and they don't do anything, what the hell does
0: their championships on NXT mean? What do they mean? They don't mean anything. They mean their accomplishments at NXT. It's like saying that Booker T being a five-time WCW champion no, didn't mean no. a thing. He was the main
1: roster champion, Terrell. That's way you can – come on, man. Come World bro. heavyweight champion. World Bruh, heavyweight champion. You, I, I, really can't believe you, a res- the wrestling fan that I know you are, dare try to just
0: compare those two. I cannot believe that you tried no. to do that. Hold on, hold on, wait a second. Their significance. No. Was was Finn Balor, was Finn Balor ever a, a main roster champion? For a, what a day, <laughs> because of injury, because of injury. But does but. They had faith in him, and he was delivering. The man had separated his shoulder, and still competed in the match. Okay. So, so you mean to tell me that that's not success? He had success, but injury took it away from him. Think about it. Seth Rollins was an NXT champion. Kevin Owens was an NXT champion.
1: And what would it? What does it mean if those guys came to the main roster and flop?
0: That means that creative sucks, and we know this for a while.
1: Hey, hey, wait! Creative has been sucking for a long time, but people still come up and have success. So there's still a part of you know, you know me, Trey. You know I take up for the for the athletes generally first, right? That's just in my nature. But there is a part of accountability that has to be held on some of these wrestlers because I've watched some of these guys come up here and put on terrible matches. I've watched these guys come up here, and when they get on the mic. They don't exude any personality. So I mean, we, we we could talk about how creative sucks, but creative has sucked for like the past fifteen years in WWE.
0: I mean, for God's sake, they got Freddie Prince Jr. writing for them. He hasn't written for them I mean, in years. I know. I know.
1: I just always like throwing that one out there. I know. I know he but, was for but, ten years. I know but, I just but, it was like, but, but the, it just. But at it least was my but, point, you get what I'm
0: saying. But but at least Freddie Prince is was a wrestling fan. Yeah, big one. These other hey, writers were not wrestling fans. Hey, David
1: Arquette was a wrestling fan too. I didn't see. I didn't see you not being mad about that moment for twenty years.
0: And you know what? <laughs> but you know what though, David Arquette at least has my respect now. Now, and guess what? And guess what? I had hold on. Hold on. what? Had to watch a movie do that. But hold on, hold That's on. Was David Ar- was- Hold on, David Arquette wasn't on creative though, and that was WCW, and that was Vince Shitstain Russo. I know.
1: I just like getting you fired up with that because it you know, it used to always get you so angry. Anytime I bring up Vince Russo doing that dumb stuff, but no, ser- to a serious point though. I don't know how you can consider the NXT Championship a, a true value championship. It's it's basically like... At, at this point, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's to, like to calling me, yourself King of the Indies. That's about all that you are. You're King of the Indies. That's what well,
0: actually, actually, King of the Indies is a tournament held in California. Man, if you don't, stop, man, if you don't stop trying to be literal with it, it's 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 act it's an actual thing. You can research it. It exists. Look, man, I get it, but you get my point. All I'm
1: saying is, is that don't sit here and try and overblow the value that is in an NXT championship. Because if you do not get to the main roster and have success, that
0: shit means nothing. Nothing. Any, anyways, speaking of, of people that don't mean nothing, the next match involves that we're going to talk about is Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. You know which one doesn't matter. So, Jerome... T- What's your take on this match? Can I
1: boo like damn near the entire match? Can I, can I boo it? Like I, you know, I like Drew McIntyre. Like I, I this is nothing against Drew. Right. I actually, particularly, I actually really like watching him wrestle. Um, I think he's, he's got pretty good execution. Um, one thing I will say, like a lot of guys, he needs to work on his cardio a little bit. Cause I do see him get tired. Um, towards the end of uh, quite a few matches, but his performance level is usually pretty consistent. So I do I really like Drew McIntyre. I was a person who was very happy when he won the championship. Because, I mean, this is a guy that uh, you can go back, you know, what, 10 years, Torello, where me and you were talking about, man, is he ever going to find his place in the game? You know, is he ever really going to develop into something as a character? And now you look at him and he's found his rhythm as a character. He's found his complete wrestling style, you know, and and it all works together. But then you get to that problem that he's facing Goldberg. And my issue with this is not Goldberg just overall. It's the current state of Goldberg because that last match that you've seen between him, what was it, him and The Undertaker, right? Wasn't that the last match that he had?
0: No, the last match he had was at WrestleMania against Braun Strowman. There we go. Okay, that's what it was. Because that's right, I,
1: I watched the Undertaker and him match um, after the fact that it happened because so we didn't watch that event live. But yes, that him and Braun Strowman match was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, ever. Like I'm talking about, I wish I could take that entire match and burn it from my memory forever. It was awful.
0: Um, oh, oh! I, I have auto delete on Goldberg matches. <laughs> See, I wish I a, had that ability, um, but like,
1: I don't. I can't just auto delete his matches. I still remember the terrible nature of so many of his matches. Like, it, it's kind of sickening. I can legit probably. Tell you in detail about at least like 10 of his US Championship title matches that he had when he was in WCW. <laughs> like it's it's stupid. It's stupid. There's certain people that like some of their matches that just burned in my mind, right? But my issue is just that he he is not a good performer at this point. He was never like an excellent performer, right? He was never that. Because an excellent performer is someone who has a lot of um technical skill inside of the ring and can present you a varied type of matches, right. That you're going to view with him. It's all like the same two notes over and over. You know, my mom always tells a joke, you know, they say, well, with James Brown, you know, everybody back in their day, used to call him same beat Brown because you always knew that he was going to be hitting them same beats on you, right. He's going to hit it consistently. That was his thing. That's what it's like with Goldberg, except, James Brown was excellent at his craft. Goldberg is terrible. <laughs> He's terrible and old now. So I wish this match didn't even exist on the card. If you want me to be honest, I'm. Oh, there's a, there's a part of me that that's hoping Goldberg like throws his back out the day of it, and they have to scrap the match. I don't want him to get run or anything or get sick. I just want him to like have some old man stuff happen. Oh, threw a back out. Oh. Just to my knee, and I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Like, because I just do not want to see that crap-tacular match.
0: Well, let's say, say, hopefully, we won't have to, but in the off-chance, hey, we're going to get it. And I hope, <laughs> I hope that Vince keeps about on McIntyre, because if he doesn't, then really, man, really, bro, come on.
1: Well, I, I don't Anyways, think there's any point for them to take it off him at this point for Goldberg. I think him beating Goldberg is more of a legacy builder than it is because, like, there's no value in Goldberg winning the belt at this point. You know, like, what what value is there now? I got it. I I, I, underst- I disagreed with him beating Brock Lesnar in the way that he did, right? But I understood what they were trying to do with Goldberg, right? They were trying to be like, oh, you see how badass he still e- he still is even at this age, right? But you, you can't pull that with Drew McIntyre. Not when you're trying to build him up to be somebody that you can view as a threat like a Brock Lesnar, right? You can't all of a sudden have this guy drop the belt to freaking old man Goldberg. That doesn't work.
0: Well, we're going to see what happens uh, Sunday, uh, but the other match, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, last man standing, and Jerome. I think this is out of all the matches, actual matches, like I say not not to include the Royal Rumble. I think this is probably going to be the match that we're going to be talking about a lot for the next you know couple months leading up to the Road to WrestleMania, because you have Roman Reigns who as the tribal chief, the head of the table has been killing it versus Kevin Owens, who I've always liked Kevin Owens more as a sadistic heel, but man, him being that underdog baby face, I'm I'm on board with this Kevin Owens. And I think these two are going to put on one hell of a match. I think it's going to be brutal. I, uh
1: I'm looking forward to it. I am just waiting for the day that somebody decides to take a match to the level of when the Rock and Mankind fought in an empty stadium. Oh, uh, the empty arena match. I want to see somebody take it to the, that level because
0: – I mean, we had a bunch of those you know, back in March, April, but, May, but June. Like, July. But, no, those weren't like – you know what I
1: mean there there was a lot of visceral stuff that happened during that that were like these two dudes are trying to clearly just end each other on this night right and with the Owens and, and Reigns stuff at this point I feel like that would be the only thing that's appropriate having them have like a normal match just would make sense I think you should take it to the next level and just see like how big of a moment you can get to like, how crazy can you get the internet to go off of what these two are willing to do in a match? Because there's no question in my mind that both Reigns and Owens are both willing to put their body on the line for a moment, right? They we, We've seen it over and over. These guys will put their bodies on the line for the moment.
0: I mean, I will say, uh, Jerome, have you, have you watched Talking Smack at all? No, not too much. I've seen a little bit, but not too much. All right. I want this is something I want you to do, and I want all our listeners to do. If you don't watch Talking Smack on the regular, go on there. On the network, watch it. Now, granted, you know, some of the interviews, you know, they're entertaining, but watch someone like Paul Heyman interact with his interaction with Big E, right before Big E won the Intercontinental title. Watch his interaction with Apollo Cruz and especially watch his interactions with Kevin Owens. Those are some of the best moments I have seen on any other shows in a long time. And that means any of them. I would put Paul Heyman and have him having those moments with different superstars up against any segment we have seen over the past five years. Well, let's say over over, any, over the last time we saw CM Punk, Punk cut a promo, I would put that up against anything since we last seen CM Punk actually cut a promo that was true CM Punk.
1: By the way, did, you, did you get as good as a laugh as I did at all, all of a sudden the,
0: the yearly rumors that want to pop up, CM Punk might be in the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, and and he said number 13 and stuff like that. Yeah, I heard all that nonsense. I'll believe it when I see it and I won't believe it when I do because (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That man has clearly stated he, let's say you have to give him a story or a lot of money and him being out of the ring as long as he has may not get him the money he wants, but at the same time and and I know some people will be like, well, they're giving Goldberg and Brock money, and they were gone for a long time. Yeah, but here's the thing: Brock Lesnar became a household name when they gave him a lot of money when he came back. And those guys Goldberg didn't bur- was a- burn the bridges with
1: the WWE too. Like people better forget. Like, are they forgetting that li- <laughs> though? It was his own personal story of what he how he viewed things from his position, right? It was a scorched earth campaign. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people have to take that into account too. Like Vince McMahon is one of the pettiest people on the face of the planet. His name got drugged through the mud. So did Triple H's. So did Stephanie. You think that the, all of that stuff is just forgiven now? Hell no. Then people are petty. Petty. People better ask. But they better ask how long it took uh, Bret Hart and Vince McMahon to make up, and them two was making crazy money together. I don't know, man.
0: I won't, I won't say that they were making crazy money. I think they were making some money. They but were crazy. making
1: crazy money. It's just when you look at it with without inflation. It looks like a small number but when you actually view it for the times money they were making like millions back then to row when they were having that run they were making millions dude millions upon millions of dollars at that time brett may not have been seeing millions <laughs> but i promise you vince
0: was until nitro came along anyways all right so the next one we have to cover, which I don't have the list of all the participants, I'm sorry, but they haven't revealed all the participants quite yet. Uh, but for the Women's Royal Rumble, the names that we have right now confirmed are Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, sorry about that, Liv Morgan. Ruby Riot and Tamina. Now, uh, now, guaranteed, we're probably going to see some other names thrown in there. I anticipate Carmella will be thrown in there at some point in time, and Natalia and Tamina will get thrown in there. Also, Billy Kay will probably pop up in that listing as well, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Lacey Evans get thrown in there too. But, Jerome... Terrell... I mean, Vegas threw out the odds, and do you know who they expect to win the Royal Rumble? Who? The EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. Well, I think that would be a good
1: choice on WWE's behalf,
0: but... Now, now, now I'm not opposed to that. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Bianca. I say it took me a while to get on board with her character because she had a... You know who she reminded me a little bit of until I really saw her, like, grow in her and oh, saw her athleticism? Who? Like, personality-wise. Do you remember Cameron from the Funkadactyls? Oh, God, stop, bro, stop. No, I, I stop meant it. personality-wise. Stop I said personality-wise. It. Stop no, it. No, I said personality-wise. It. She reminded me a lot of her with the clapping and just, I'm just like, okay, this is uh, I'm not really, and then all of a sudden, I saw her actually and I actually saw her like like really wrestle, like with really good talent. I'm like, okay, I'm on board with Bianca Belair, because she's somebody who can do it as a face, as a heel. She, and the thing is, it doesn't take much for her character to get tweaked either side. Her as a face, it's okay, we can just showcase her strengths and blah, blah, blah. Her as a heel, we're just going to make her just uber, just obnoxious and cocky and everything. And that's why I say I'm on board with Bianca winning the Royal Rumble, because as far as characters go that you need to push to the moon, Bianca Belair is someone that you need to push to the moon, and her winning the Royal Rumble would be the best chance, but there's somebody else who, if they are in the Royal Rumble, I wouldn't mind see, seeing win either, and that would be the nightmare Rhea Ripley. Yeah, she ain't winning. Rhea Ripley ain't why, That ain't happening. Why, why wouldn't you let Rhea win? How can I say this?
1: Um, It's not me not letting her win I just know how WWE operates if they're gonna make a choice to put somebody on they're gonna do it with the person that they could probably sell more t-shirts with and it's no fault it's not saying that Rhea is a bad wrestler I'm, I don't want it to be taken that way because I actually think she's very talented I think she's very good at her craft right but, but I know how WWE operates. There's always a part of that making the decisions so they can try and sell more t-shirts. And Bianca Belair's got more more personality. And she has more of an ability to just have a commercial appeal that I don't think that Rhea Ripley's going to have, unfortunately.
0: I mean, let's say if you look about this time last year, Rhea Ripley was one of the hottest acts in all of wrestling. As an NXT champion, might I add. But she was one of the hottest acts in all of wrestling because she was so different than the cookie color mode that we were seeing out of a lot of the other wrestlers. They say she didn't look like Everybody else. Now granted, you could say that about someone like Ruby Riot. Yes, Ruby Riot, but Ruby did not have Rhea's size.
1: So I'ma say it to you like this. She's more of a summertime champion.
0: Do you know what I mean by that? You're saying that she's someone that carries a belt from uh let's say like Backlash or Money in the Bank to a SummerSlam. Now, what I'm saying is she's more somebody that they're like,
1: we'll make you the champ around sometime like SummerSlam. And you can carry it for them summer months where we, you know, we don't really, we're not really trying to maximize our revenue as much, right? Because they're always trying to get their revenue. But the, the summertime isn't when their big events are besides SummerSlam, right? But the start of the year, every year, we got the build we got Royal Rumble and then multiple months of build up to WrestleMania. So I've noticed that over the years with WWE, they like to have a certain aesthetic going into WrestleMania for a lot of their champions, men and women. And I don't have a problem with Rhea Ripley's aesthetic. I actually think it's pretty dope. I think it's cool that she's much different than majority of the women that are currently in WWE's roster, right? But am I short-sighted enough to not act like Vince McMahon, Triple H, and all these other people are still kind of conservative? No, I'm not that stupid. I know better.
0: I mean, you gotta think. Rhea did was supposed to have a big WrestleMania match with Charlotte until COVID hit. Yeah, and they did have the match, but like I say, just imagine let's say Rhea on that big stage in that stadium, though. Let's say they were pushing her towards a, towards a certain spot.
1: But who really benefited from that match, though? COVID. But no, I'm just saying, like who who benefited from it? What?
0: From the actual from the actual match, no one really benefited. Exactly, no one no one benefited from that match because here is the thing: the problem is, is that I think if it was not for everything going on in the world, Rhea would have been booked to win that match. I don't think so because (laughs) I I, I think (laughs) think she would have been booked because 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 think about it: why would you take a young, upcoming star and bury them to Charlotte Flair? real no,
1: when
0: they Rhea. don't need to Ria's Ria's work visa was about to expire, and she couldn't go back to, and she couldn't go and she had to go home to get it renewed. Why do you think we didn't see her for months okay say and it was so you couldn't so you wouldn't be able to have your n x t women's champion around that time it's around. So Stop when that becomes it. the problem, Stop yeah, they, they put the belt they, on they, Charlotte. They, but real if she
1: would have became, if they would have wanted to put the belt on her, they would have helped her expedite that situation.
0: Stop it. With travel restrictions? Gee, this man is was president with he was friends with the damn president.
1: Don't act like he couldn't expedite it. They expedited uh Melania's parents becoming citizens. You think they couldn't uh, expedite a work visa for her ass? Come on, man. You know yeah, better
0: would, than that. That would, require, that would require Vince doing too much, and he didn't want to do Doing much. too
1: much? All he would have had to do was call Trump and be like, hey, dog, I need this real quick. I need you to put this call into your, uh, to the department. Whatever department it may be, I need you to put a call into him real quick so we can get her work visa expedited. She's my camp. I can't have her going home right now. Do you think he wouldn't have done that for him? That ain't no sweat off his back. And you know him and Vince still, boys, because think about it, in all this time that everything was happening with Trump, when you ever heard Vince McMahon say one bad word about that man?
0: You can't think of one,
1: can you?
0: No, I can't even tell you the last time I heard Vince talk. Wasn't it like a couple of months ago
1: when he had came? Didn't he come out? No, damn, that was longer ago than that. Holy crap!
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 wait. It was it was for the Undertaker's thing, but that that's no, something not no, really
1: Count on. I was thinking more so like him coming in and talking and being and like involved in something that was going on. Yeah, no, it's been yeah, it has, it has been a minute. But think about it though, T. Like he could have he could have thrown Trump under the bus. He could have disavowed himself from him. But what happened? His wife still ended up going to work for the organization, and they still donated their money to that man. As I said, T, come on, man. He helped put the pressure on the, on the people in Florida with Vince to get them to be able to get back to work as quick as
0: they did.
1: A work visa
0: ain't shit to them. <laughs> You're talking about the damn president of the United States.
1: If you're the president of the United States and you can't get, get a work visa done really quickly, I gotta ask what the hell is your value as the president.
0: I see it. Maybe that was the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Does not, not sound more more accurate, T. Oh God, he's silly, man. You're silly. But but let's get let's go ahead and uh Go into yeah. moving on though. the men's I would Royal I, Rumble match. I, I would just say I think we're both
1: rooting for Rio Ripley to win, but I just don't. Well, actually, I don't think it's we're both rooting for her. I think we're both rooting for her to get <clears throat> time in the sun too. But I just don't view it as much of as a realistic opportunity that's going to probably happen as Bianca Belair, just because I. Understand WWE's whole business thing of merchandising and, and commercial appeal and, and all that. It, it, and, and unfortunately, at this moment, Rhea Ripley doesn't really fit that. And when you're talking about a company that's trying to make sure that they can make every dollar that they can with like all their moves that they're making, and they're also now—I don't. Did you see the news about the WWE throw?
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk about that just yet. Why not?
1: <laughs> and I'm, just <laughs> I'm just. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna give your heat to it, but we can move forward. Though. I did just want to make sure that people understood. Like, I don't. I got no beef with Rhea Ripley because I know part of what I said might have came off like I got some type of beef with her. No beef with her. Love her as a wrestler. Just know how WWE
0: operates. All right. Now looking at the men's World Rumble match, we have Daniel Bryan as an announced participant the almighty himself, the United States champion, the CEO of the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, my man, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Root, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, John Morrison, Sheamus, the Rated-R Superstar Edge, and of course, the leader of Retribution, Mustafa Ali. Now, like I say, betting lines on the Royal Rumble all have Debray as the favorite to win that's a uh, but what's your what's, but what's your, but what's your take before I what? tell you something that's been going through the grapevine on the internet? At, why? Wh- I don't
1: understand something. Why the hell would Vegas pick Daniel Bryan as the betting favorite? They must be just trying to get people to put money on that, because that doesn't even like story wise. If you watch any WWE programming over the last year, that don't make no damn sense.
0: Well, don't forget it was Roman Reigns who encouraged Jay Uso to uh, take out Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so but, Daniel Bryan still owes Roman Reigns. Yeah, like, but but storyline-wise, story who, who do you think it should be based off of storyline? But hold on. If they're going to do that,
1: it would lead to a big match between Jay and Daniel Bryan. It wouldn't lead to him and Roman Reigns.
0: Actually, but, but it would lead because, to him and Roman because it was Roman's encouragement.
1: Because in that, in, in that case, Daniel's, like, l- let's just talk about how we know how the business operates. Daniel's putting over jay so it doesn't make any sense for jay to lose to daniel and then take another slight on his singles career that's oh, that would only make sense if you're building that up to have D- uh, jay say look i just beat this former multiple time champion you know what i'm saying it doesn't make sense for for daniel in that way it just it, it does nothing for daniel bryan's legacy it, it would only do harm to jay usos that's why i say that but storyline wise i I don't know. Um, I can tell you who I want to win. Mustafa Ali. I, I Not even a question in my... Listen, if it's not Mustafa Ali, the only other person that I would want to win would be. Other than that, I, I don't know. Those are the two people I'm rooting for. I, story-wise, it's hard for me to tell who they're leaning to. It's just I know they're not going back to the Daniel Bryan well. They've already gotten the maximum value that they can get out of that well. So they're not going to go back there. Especially because they're not now, even going to get to have the the live crowd pay off for that. So like, nah, they're not going back to that well.
0: Now now here's one for you, Jerome. So, some sources. Um, and and I gotta give credit where credit's due to our to a good friend of the show, Debo. De- Debo! Well, he's He actually has been, like, say, taking a look at everything. And some sources are reporting that, and and Jerome, you're going to do a side with me as, as soon as I say this, that the plans for the Rumble are for Drew McIntyre to retain and Goldberg to enter the Rumble and win. And challenge Roman Reigns again.
1: That's another thing that I don't think story wise makes any sense to anything that they've been doing for the past year.
0: They and and that's that's the whole thing about why, it is why would it they, make it? How does that make any sense? Can you explain well, it to me? I don't get it. Well, don't forget last year it was supposed to be Roman versus Goldberg, and then COVID hit, and then I say Roman because of his health, uh, you know, opted not to go to WrestleMania, so they've been kind of. Poking the bear with each other back and forth ever since Roman came back. They like say, since around like say September time frame, Goldberg's been kind of poking that bear. And then like right before he challenged Drew McIntyre for the Royal Rumble match. Well, for the match at the Royal Rumble, he was saying some saying some things, you know, geared at Roman, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's challenging Drew. It's just like Okay, y'all, y- y'all must have talked to Vince Russo because y'all swerved the hell out of us on that one. But it's it's one of those things. It's just like, couldn't y'all have just, you know, thrown it to thrown it to Goldberg anyway, or had him and Roman do it at the Royal Rumble instead of wasting a WrestleMania with Goldberg? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You've already wasted wasted one WrestleMania uh, match with Goldberg. As a champion, when he shouldn't have been, don't don't waste the fiend. Let him lose the Goldberg. No. Must be out the <sighs> dog on us. But look, I, if you want to
1: talk about wasted, like one of the biggest wasted things over the past twenty years, they have just been wasting the fiend. They have just, oh my goodness, like I don't understand when you let him turn to the fiend. He should be going crazy, dominating people. And it's like over and over there. It's like every time they, it's like they convince themselves to do it. And then right at the last minute, they're like, nah, we can't go through with it.
0: (laughs) It drives me insane, man. Drives you insane. It drives me bonkers. Oh, my goodness. Bonkers. Doo, 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 doo. bonkers!
1: <laughs> All right, let me stop before Disney tries to sue us.
0: <laughs> for real. For real. And, and, and just remember, like I say, Disney, if you do want to sue us, we ain't got much. So, I mean, you're not going to get much. So
1: I mean, why sue us when you can just pay us and make it better? But I'm just saying. I'm saying,
0: saying ESPN, <laughs> needs, ESPN needs some analysts that actually know about <laughs> MMA. You know, not just Ariel Hawani. But, you know, so, uh, some people with a different take and I actually mean, have backbones.
1: I mean, they won't would get be banned nice. by promotion. It would be nice if they had somebody. Because, I mean, Stephen A. be looking tired, man. He out there working hard, baby. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can
0: do that for you, Stephen A. It's all good. <laughs> Stephen A. looking tired. Ariel Hawani knows what he's talking about. But at the same time, I'm sorry. Ariel Hawani. Have you noticed that since
1: he's gotten like more comfy with the UFC he's like lost his edge yep he's like complete I used to really like him because he had like the edge and he was willing to ask all the hard questions and like it seems like now he's just like he's happy being one of the guys almost and I don't mean to insult the man but like he used to do really great reporting and now it just seems like all he is is just an interview piece for you for USC and a propaganda piece for them, basically.
0: Yep, and and that's why, I'd like, to say, any to any of our listeners, we have stated before. Hey, guess what? The UFC can ban us. Hey, guess what? WWE can ban us. Hey, can ban us, but we watch. They can't re- control what we report on because this is not. This is not they say this is not us trashing trashing them. This is us analyzing what we are seeing in as fans. And guess what, Ariel Houani, if you have a problem with what we say, guess what? Hey, I can do a Skype call. Jerome can do a Skype call. We'll say what we need to say to your face. And you can have D C there to to try and defend you. Because guess what? We know in a fight, Ariel, you ain't gonna do nothing. No. I mean, like I say, I mean, like I say in a in the whole fight situation, you and D C gonna come out at- that's not uh, why are you Ariel
1: nah I'm cool bro I'm I'm not fighting Daniel Cormier Uh, as a matter of fact sir that should be your job because you're the one who weighs more than me at this point so you should be taking the heavier guy on so DC's all yours baby
0: He's all yours. I mean, I just wait till he tries to do that little duck down and I'll catch him like John Jones did. Oh, God, this is just like you talking about Woodley. (sighs) Hey, I'm not saying I would whoop. I'm just saying I'm trying to catch that opening, just that you're not John Jones,
1: bro. Like, oh no, T. Oh, God. Listen, man. You need to stop that. Okay, you are well, not fighting Daniel Cormier, you are not fighting Woodley. They would but they would both mop you up. All
0: right, Jerome, but let that talk about DC and Arrow. We're venturing a little bit too much in the MMA, which we'll cover later on. But let's go ahead and switch into entertainment. And you know what? Jerome, let's talk a little bit of that. What's that sport again? Football! (laughs) All right, Jerome, go ahead. Give us your takes on as of now, let's say this past Sunday's NFC and AFC championship games.
1: Well, um, I must say, uh, if I am Aaron Rodgers, I've got to be like disgusted right now <laughs> to a serious degree because that was a game they should have won. But their overall team just was not good enough to get it done, apparently. Um, Tom Brady tried to hand them the game. For anybody that didn't watch it, Tom Brady was out there selling. He was trying to hand them the game. He was like, here, oh, you think I want to win this game? Nah, B, I'm good. I'm trying to go home to my wife. (laughs) So he tried to hand them the game with those three picks, and um, a couple of very horribly missed passes down the field to Mike Evans. He tried, but the Green Bay Packers were just not good enough. And unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, that – Resulted in them losing, and I will say Aaron Rodgers was not, he was not great in that game, but he was also not the reason they lost. The reason they lost is because it came, it really came down to the play right before the half when Kevin King decided, well, I'm not even going to just put it all on him. First off, Kevin King got burned in coverage, right? He didn't switch his hips and run with a receiver like he should have. He should have stayed the lev- with the leverage that he had. Instead, he tried to change his leverage and he ended up on the outside, in the wrong position on the man, where if he just would have stayed where he was and flipped his hips in the proper way that he was supposed to, he would have been in the proper spot to defend that pass. But why the hell are you calling cover one Robert right there? Why are you calling for your safety help to be over the middle of the field when you know all they can really do to hurt you real bad is beat you for a touchdown. And so you got beat for a touchdown. So the Packers kind of did that to themselves. They they had every opportunity to win that game, and they still ended up losing. So that's on them. Now, as far as the AFC Championship, it was what I told you guys. If Patrick were home played, they were going to win that game handily. And – I texted a, a friend of mine who was a Bills fan and it was right at about halftime right and the reason why I did it is because it was right after the Bills kicked that field goal instead of trying to go for the touchdown T, I I texted him and I said hey I hope you know that your season's done now you know that's 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 it right there it's official because once you are playing scared trying to beat the Kansas City Chiefs you have no chance to beat them Scared money don't make no money against them. You have to try and go for it and get the win because you can get up as we've seen again in the in this Buffalo game. Buffalo gets up, and then what did Kansas City do? They turned around and ran away with the game. That's what they do. So you have to you have to make sure that this team is dead because if you leave them any life they're going to come back on you and win the game, plain and simple. You have to put them away early and keep just throwing dirt on the grave. They're like the Undertaker; They're going to keep trying to pop up, and you just got to hit, keep hitting them with the shovel and throwing more dirt on them. <laughs> you know, so as far as how the Super Bowl is going to go, I mean, the only thing that can possibly impact the Super Bowl And make it go in the favor of the Bucks is the fact that Eric Fisher, um, the tackle for the Chiefs, is out with a torn—I believe it was a torn Achilles—he, he he had so he's out. So them having to replace a guy who has been playing at basically a a all-pro level since he's arrived in Kansas City um, to replace that—that's going to be hard. But again, they still have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. At one point, um, Patrick Mahomes had, I think there were, I think they said it was like thirteen completions. No, 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 no. It was like fifteen completions, and majority of those went to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So it's like you can't, you can know what they're gonna do because you know where they're going. They're going to Hill and Kelsey, but you just can't stop it. The only way that you can ever Stop that is if you were able to do what the Niners did in the Super Bowl for about three quarters last year, which is be able to consistently get pressure with four rushers and have seven guys who are really, 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 really good in coverage. But as we saw in the Super Bowl. If you don't score a bunch of points while you're doing that, it gets a rally on you and then you end up losing anyway, so. I know a lot of people want to wait. Will wait and say, "Oh, I'm going to wait to make my pick." I'm going to tell you right now: the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl
0: again, <coughs> right? There's, and and and, not and a question and, in my mind, not one. And you got to and you got to look at it like this: at 43 years old, Tom Brady will be the oldest player to ever play in the Super Bowl. Not the oldest quarterback. Well, he will be the oldest quarterback to start one, but. He will be the oldest player in all of history to play in the Super Bowl.
1: Ooh, isn't it crazy to think that Tom Brady has basically had like three Hall of Fame careers as a quarterback and we haven't had one Hall of Famer in that time as the Bears?
0: You mean in the quarterback position?
1: Yeah, we haven't had one. He's yep, had like yep. three Hall of Fame careers, Terrell. <laughs> and we don't even have one guy that we can say had all a, a close to Hall of Fame career.
0: Hall of Shame, yeah, but not Hall yeah, of Fame. Oh,
1: oh. you're going to talk about quarterback Hall of Shame. The Bears got quite a few guys in there.
0: You know, we got a couple of people that should be in there. <laughs> um, yeah, quite but, a few. But, let's say, but look at it like this though, Like say, so you got the oldest quarterback to start a Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl versus the second youngest player to ever win a Super Bowl and pros- and if and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he'd be the youngest player to win back-to-back Super Bowls before yep. the age of twenty-five. Like that's that's insane, man. Like like this is truly this is truly a new versus old guard Super Bowl. That's that's what it was going to be, regardless. Like say coming out of AFC Championship, it was new versus old guard because you had established. Because we had established Rodgers and Brady on the NFC side versus versus the the new guys in Allen and Mahomes, and it's going to be Mahomes representing the AFC as the new guard, and Brady for the first time in his career going to the Super Bowl from the NFC as the old guard. This is just it, it's 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 funny, and I don't really have the words to express like how I'm surprised and with this whole situation like that it's just interesting to me because when you have because we always talk like we always talk passing the torch like new guard versus old guard and in retrospect to like fighting and wrestling and stuff like that and in sports you do see that like say in, in basketball we do see that a lot baseball not necessarily so much but in football We see the established guys consistently keep doing it, and then we'll get like some young upstart pop up and you know challenge for the throne and get put down. Well, Patrick Mahomes, if if I had to if if I had to make make any statement, and I know one of my friends Jess is going to hate me for this statement, but it's the best analogy I can think of right now for Game of Thrones fans. Tom Brady. Is Aegon Targaryen. He's the mad king. Patrick Mahomes, he's Robert Baratheon. He's let's say Ma- Patrick Mahomes is the usurper. Like he he already has he already has his foot on the iron throne. He's just ready to plant his butt down after he goes ahead and puts and, and says, Okay, I'm getting rid of this guy. That's who it is. We'll, we'll see what happens on February 7th for Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, I, I'm i hoping it's going to be a good game because we've had too many Super Bowls over the last few years that were just like, ooh, yeah, ooh, this, oh, okay, I think I can go home now because I don't need to be at the Super Bowl party huh? anymore unless I want to socialize. What Super Bowls have you been watching?
1: Nigga, what Super Bowls I mean, have you been watching? Because the past few Super Bowls we've
0: had have been dope. You tripping? I mean, you I, right I'd now. say last year's was good. <laughs> I'd say last year's was good, but they say the one that, but the one with the Rams but and that's the, the Patriots only one that hasn't been like a great
1: game. Are you forgetting what it was the Super so, Bowl before so, that? The so, are you talking about what the Eagles and the Patriots? No, the Super Bowl before that was twenty eight to three. Remember when they came back on the Falcons?
0: Yeah, and I don't, and I didn't consider that. Like the first and, half, it uh, was just like, okay, this is a Falcons game. The second half, it was the Patriots game. The, like that to me does not constitute a and the, great and the, football and the, and the game.
1: Patriots because and the Patriots and and the Eagles had a good game, and the Patriots and the Seahawks had a good game. So I, I don't know what you're talking about beyond that Rams. I said, I'm on that Rams Patriots. Every other game has been highly entertaining.
0: You said every other, so oh my. Anyways.
1: Goodness, you want to try and ride on your point because you were right with one game out of the. I just named like five of them in one game. You were right.
0: Hey, y'all need to hit every shot. You just need to make hit the that hell, one.
1: The, the Rams would have won that game if Jared Goff wasn't so terrible.
0: Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But anyways, we're done with football talk. So with that being said, Jerome, I think it's a little time for some spans, shenanigans.
1: Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mind of a Madman. Hope everybody's been safe this week. Hope you are still being cautious out here, wearing your mask, using your sanitizers, and not gathering like crazy, like coronavirus is over, because it's not. It's actually at a bad point right now, so be aware, please. But got some good stories for you this week. Some are fun, some are crazy. Nothing's really sad this week, I don't think. I don't remember anything being sad in here. <laughs> so moving on, though. We'll start with our first story of the day, Terrell. Did you hear about all the insanity going on with the stock market over the past couple of days? Did you hear about it?
0: Uh, yes, I did. I happened to be getting my workout in, and watch, and they say one of the channels that they have on at the gym is the channel that does talk about the stocks, and I saw that explosion coming from GameStop. <laughs>
1: which is, oh my god, it was so apropos for what's actually going on. But, regardless, for those that don't understand what was happening, essentially, short sellers were, they were basically counting on GameStop's demise. If you know about short selling, a lot of what it comes down to is, like, you're betting on somebody to end up crashing and burning the majority of the time, and that's how you end up making your money. Well, essentially... What happened was was that everyday people decided to rally themselves up and, you know, go after a hedge fund and the money that they have. And they thought they had a very smooth plan to do it, which it was smooth at first. But what wasn't accounted for was the fact of the matter that, um, yeah, these guys have like extremely... Extremely sophisticated artificial intelligence working for them, and they figured out a way to get around it. So, for everybody out there, I hope you sold before the price dropped out on you, because uh, yeah, the price has dropped out. <laughs> and that though was um, Robin Hood freezing, you know, some of the purchasing and selling that was going on of the of the stocks, which. We could talk about that being dirty. That is a whole other conversation for itself. But essentially, yeah, it looks like some people have finally figured out that there may be some ways to get a little recourse off of these hedge fund billionaires that are just betting on everybody's failure anyway. And I hope that from this point that the people that initially came with this can only have only inspired people to create even better means to do this. And that way, if they don't want to reinvest the wealth into the society. We can get it from them legally. Play it out and simple. They're playing the dirty game. I hope that as the everyday man, I hope that we can beat them at it. But moving forward here, we got uh, this week, Deshaun Watson finally officially put in his trade request with the Houston Texans. I'm only bringing this up because I just want to make it known now and have it on record for everybody to know, the Bears ain't going to do right. They are not going to trade for Deshaun Watson because that's not what the Bears do. The Bears don't like doing right; they like doing wrong. So what we're going to end up doing is getting old broken back Matthew Stafford, and he's going to end up getting hurt for us next year, and it's going to be an extra, an extra clown show. <laughs> you see, I caught myself. T. I caught myself. I wanted to say it. You know, I did. You know me. I wanted. I <laughs> wanted to say it. <laughs>
0: This is this is a podcast, I know, bro. You I can know, say it.
1: But you know, I told you I'm trying to be better about it so we don't mess up our rating just by me having a foul mouth all the time. <laughs> so um regardless though. I if I had to make an educated guess, I think Deshaun Watson ends up in Miami. They have the most assets to offer the texans and they also are a place that he would like to go to so if i had to take an educated guess i think it's going to be the miami dolphins which sucks for me as a bears fan because the dude that should have been our quarterback all the time all along when we have a chance to trade for him we're not going to be able to get him because we don't have the assets double kick to the balls awesome But it is what it is. I just wanted to touch on this again. Another study has came out and showed. I know I've, I've touched on this, I don't know how many times in shenanigans, but I'm just going to reinforce the point again. Another study has shown playing violent video games does not influence you to have more violent behavior. At this point, people, I think we just need to start accepting that if people are violent, it's a combination of, first off, they're messed up in the head. Second off, their environment that they grew up in made them partially that way. And a lot of these people are just enabled to be that way. So let's just call it what it is. They're a-holes. Okay? Plain and simple. But it is what it is. But again, violent video games, you know, all that stuff we heard in the 90s. But what about the children that we still hear now? All that nonsense.
0: What? What? It- why did, why did all of a sudden I just hear Reverend Lovejoy's <laughs> wife you got to it. say
1: that? You got the reference. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> but yes, it's just nonsense. You know, it's all a bunch of nonsense. So just know that. Pay attention to you know. Just pay attention to your kids more, so they won't grow up and be such a holes when they become adults. Because you want to know something, an a hole kid probably going to turn out to be an a hole adult, plain and simple. But moving forward. I just want to bring this up again. I know we just touched on this in in the football point, but Tom Brady is about to play to try and win his seventh Super Bowl in my lifetime. The Bears have only been to one Super Bowl in my lifetime.
0: This is ridiculous. Technically, two in
1: your lifetime. uh, Listen. At that first one, that first were you one, alive? that were first you alive? one, for all it doesn't even exist to me. Uh, listen, were you know, you were alive? Nothing, that doesn't mean anything. I was alive, but I, I have no memory. I wasn't a football fan, I had no investment in it, so it means nothing to me. All this talk of the 85 but, bears, but I don't but care. Was, I don't, I'm not was, living
0: in 1985. I have
1: no memory of 1985, homie. Only memories I have of the bears is but, painful ones. Rex Grossman. Double pump fake throwing away my Super Bowl. But weren't Man, you alive? Missed me with that. Moving on, the, Ale- the Atlantic Ocean seems to be getting wider. Um, they have figured this out basically, you know, through satellite imaging and through you know just studying landmass and through some logs of of ships traveling. But essentially, as it seems that the Atlantic Ocean is actually getting wider. It seems as if the um, the crevice that contains the ocean, for lack of better words, right, has gotten wider in between the point from Europe to America. Kind of crazy. Earth is still shifting. Earth is still growing. And that's absolutely insane that it is still shifting at so much of a point that you can actually measure that the distance of the Atlantic Ocean has gotten wider. Pretty insane. Uh, Moon on here, though, we've got uh, a story about a local hero coming home. Old Candace Parker has decided to sign with the Chicago Sky and come back home and finish out her years in the WNBA playing for her hometown team. Those that don't know, Candace Parker grew up in Naperville. She played at Naperville Central. I saw her play there um, to this day. For my money, she's my favorite women's basketball player of all time, and she's always going to be my GOAT. I know some people will give their arguments to whoever they want to, She's my goat for women's basketball playing out in civil. Um, so I'm happy to see her come home. I can't wait till we can all kind of get past this coronavirus stuff, so I can actually go to some Chicago Sky games and go see Candace Parker play live again. Because without a shadow of a doubt, like I said, she is my favorite women's basketball player of all time. So, and that's no slouch to my second favorite Diana Taurasi or my third favorite Sue Bird. It's no slouch, no, There's no slight at them, but
0: tennis park is that goat which both of them played which both of them played in russia for a former kgb Man, agent, listen there's a bunch say. of there's a bunch of people on chelsea football club that
1: play that play for a russian agent that works for putin what are we talking about
0: <laughs> i said former kgb hey, bruh, agent.
1: if you're a former kgb you might as well just say you're kgb what are we talking about
0: <laughs> hey, Come on. but let's say Come on. Hey hey I was listening to a, I was listening to a separate podcast and I'm just like okay both of them both of them playing on the same team there was like they were like the they were like oh, the yeah, 90s no, it, bulls it over in Russia they were over there stupid <laughs> um and they, and they and 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 the and the saddest thing and I'm sorry Jerome I know this is Canadian the saddest thing about women's sports is how much that they had to go to a different country to get paid Oh yeah, actual. Value. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It, it
1: makes no sense with how we do things. And and part of the issue here, I don't want to dive too far into this because I know we've actually also discussed this at length on on the show before with um, you know the this the just the differences in women's salaries just in general society playing out in civil right. It does not make any sense though that these super high talented athletes have got to go overseas to make their money. When literally, if we just did better promotion here, more people would watch. The reason why part of the problem that a lot of these women's leagues have had is that the major sports networks hadn't been covering them properly. So they weren't becoming a sticking point in people's minds. That has started to change as of late, as of the past, like three or four years. But um, we still got a lot of work to do on that, like a whole lot of work. A lot of people could learn from the NBA and how they're doing it because the NBA, all of the players have all also taken an active, um, an active approach in making sure that the WNBA is promoted and that these women are now getting the shine that they should get. So we can learn a lot from that. Hell, it's, it's amazing. A lot of things that the NBA does, we could learn a lot from in society, just being honest. But not to get hung up on that point because I know we could go on for days talking about how society is really screwed up with that stuff. Don't want to get caught in the mud, though. Moving on, there was an ultrasound, Terrell, that managed to restart two comatose patients' minds. So, these patients had shown, without getting too far into the details, just a general synopsis of this for you here, is that these patients had essentially been brain dead for all intents and purposes, right? Um, they had been laying dormant in the coma, Uh, machines had been keeping their bodies alive. Well, after they were doing this, it's a specific type of ultrasound. I can't remember the exact name. Please go read the article. The article is out there. Literally all you have to do is type in ultrasound restarts to coma patient's brain. It'll come up for you. But essentially it restarted their brains and it started showing signs of life again. How much life we'll see. Time will tell on that. But again, pretty amazing thing, uh, it's amazing things that science can do for you. Again and again, people, this is why I tell you, to pay attention to science, because they are consistently making breakthroughs all the time. So, we have got two stories left, Terrell, and we're gonna kind of get a little bit ridiculous with one of them, so I'm gonna switch the order of the two and I'm gonna, we'll touch on the more serious one first, and we're gonna finish with the full 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 round of ridiculous okay so the 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 more serious story is that there has been a new mosquito found in in a lot of countries in east africa and why is this important because this new mosquito is a more durable more durable mosquito it lasts for longer and it has the potential to carry more viruses that can kill humans Uh, if you don't know um how most malaria cases end up happening in countries that have issues with them is through mosquitoes. Mosquitoes transmit a lot of diseases. They are one of the biggest diseases, disease carriers on our planet. Um, Part of, part of how coronavirus might have transmitted from animals to humans might be mosquitoes. We don't fully know yet, but just in general speaking, mosquitoes are, disgusting they carry germs they carry viruses they carry bacteria all types of stuff well now there's one found in a new one found in africa that seems to be more resistant also to the um, anti-mosquito measures that we already have so that is a problem because that just means that there will be more virus spread and that is the last damn thing we need in the middle of a global pandemic so hopefully that the scientists can work on that and find a new approach to deal with these strong, this stronger variant of the mosquitoes so we don't continue to have more issues moving forward here just with larger outbreaks in countries that are going to be affected by that. But, to finish us off, we're here with shenanigans. Terrell. So, yeah. did you hear about the new way that China has to test for the coronavirus that is actually Found to be more
0: accurate. Did you know about this test? No. <laughs> so, Terrell, let me ask you this:
1: How do you think they have to test? <coughs> they have to test you with this more accurate test. What's your best guess?
0: With, With an ear, ear swab,
1: that's okay. That, that that that's a fair guess. That's actually you know pretty damn good guess. You know that's pretty reasonable. But no, so what I feel so this is so going to be over disgusting. last week, China came out and let everyone know that their new test that is much more accurate comes from. Wait for it,
0: an anal swab. that was going to be my original first guess, but I'm like, no, they never go. Nope. I was right and wrong at the same time. Yes.
1: So, um, yeah, basically, you know, I don't need to get into the finer points of it, but it is exactly what it sounds like. If the more accurate test that has been developed for coronavirus is an anal test where they have to swab your, your anal region there. And not just like the outside people. I'm talking about they got it. I read the article. They have to get up in there.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, people, with that being said, I just want to always say to you, as I do each and every week, please, please. Stop paying attention to Kardashians, man. They don't give a damn about your life. They don't care about you or your family. They ain't going to help you out in hard times. But you know what will? You know what will always continue to help the world become a better place? And that is science, ladies and gentlemen. So please, stop paying attention to those Kardashians. Pay attention to to some science. There are plenty of channels out there. There's all types of different means to entertain yourself and learn something new each and every day and help make yourself and this planet a better place. And that's all I've got for
0: you this week, people. man. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wonder what you're, what you're gonna say once you're keeping the keeping dancing stuff because I know yeah, you're, you're yeah, gonna come up with something. There's some, there's a, so please stop there, paying attention to New Jersey Housewives. Some for sure, for sure. <laughs> please, please stop, stop, <laughs> stop taking, stop uh, taking, taking. Caring about these uh, teen moms on MTV, they're, they're, I'm like, I'm, Man, I'm, I'm waiting for that awesome moment. But anyways, ladies sure. and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that was span shenanigans. And also, since we just since Jerome just called shenanigans on a bunch of people, I'm going to call shenanigans on the god, god WWE for doing for making the deal with Peacock. Well, let me ask you this. Are you surprised? Drum 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 Dr- Yes and no. Yes, I'm surprised because the WWE network as itself like say with its content, like say I think it's worth the money that we're paying. It that's not that's like say $10 and you get the pay-per-views oh. and stuff like that. It's great money. And like say they're, and they're not getting that advertising money like they normally would um, from doing a lot of that stuff. But, no, I'm not surprised because now it's on a streaming platform that will put more eyes to it because we know people that, that are going to have the WWE Network are typically your more outright hardcore wrestling fans. Not the casual friends fans who, like, turn on a Monday Night Raw here and there, but, like, you're talking about the people that want to go back and watch Raw from nineteen ninety eight. You're talking about the people that want to watch the old Nitros. Stuff like that. People that want to go back and watch like world class championship rel- wrestling from Dallas in the eighties and early nineties. Like that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that's the kind of people that want that would normally buy the network. But them put going to Peacock, I mean I'm gonna get <laughs> fired for this one. I already know. I'm gonna lose my job when I say this. If anybody in my job ever hears this, they're gonna. They're, I'm gonna get fired immediately. I already know this. You um, to I me do, and let then, me hey, say it. We don't
1: need you getting fired. <laughs> I, they can't fire me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can't fire me. I can say whatever the hell I want. Comcast don't pay me shit. Yeah, <laughs> Hold yeah,
0: on, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, let, give me let, a second. Let, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna. Let's I'm gonna message not, Jerome, but uh, I'm gonna not, say, let's not risk this,
1: your job putting something out of wax because I, I can just say it and listen. They can't hold you accountable because these are my words. They have no proof. Hey, he's texting it to me, but they're my words. How do you guys know I'm not reading off a script all the time here?
0: I said I, I sent it to you in in the form of a messenger on Facebook because I can mm. access that a little bit better while we're recording. Uh, this would be good, <laughs> but yeah.
1: Ah, uh, you know what? I don't the hundred percent. Peacock is a trash app. It is the it, yes, the, and you know why it's trash? Because no matter what you watch, no matter what tier you have, there is commercials everywhere. Perfect example. I have the you know I I have the Comcast cable. Guess what? You, they tell you, oh, you get Peacock Premium. But what they don't tell you is, you get commercials. Yay! Woo! <laughs> like, this sucks. This sucks. I don't come to watch stuff on apps for commercials.
0: I don't. They say, say why do you think so many people go with Hulu with no ads? Like, people who are just like, no, hold on, I'm getting a deal on this Hulu. I'm getting, I'm paying $4 a month for Hulu with ads. Hey, they, that's that's for them. They're catching the deal. But, hey, if you're paying the normal base level Hulu, which is $7.99, and all of a sudden you're just like, you know what? I need to go ahead and I don't want these commercials. I'm going to do the non-commercial one for $4 more. Most people, like, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit. I was actually trying to binge watch something binge-watch How I Met Your Mother, even though I rage-quit that show, but it was for a trivia event, so leave me alone, people. Um, But when I was binge-watching it, I didn't have the no-ass thing on. Charlie Sheen wasn't on How I Met Your Mother. He was on uh, Two and a Half Men. I don't know. I didn't watch either of those shows. No, no. Oh no! How I met your mother. How I met your mother. Oh, that no Patrick was show
1: with him. Okay,
0: but why did you rage quit it? Yeah, but <coughs> but oh no no! Here's the thing: I rage quit it at the final the fuck episode. That's not ra- see you made me break. You see what you did? I a mean, good all show. You made me break.
1: That is not rage quitting. Okay, that is not. If you want to know what rage quitting is? <laughs> it's me when I tell people <clears throat> I literally stopped watching The Walking Dead because it became the same crap, tacular crap every week. I rage quit that show. I stopped watching that in the middle of a season. That's rage quitting. You watching the show to the very end is not rage quitting. Get you have get the hell on with that.
0: Oh, hey, oh, I didn't I watch, didn't watch reruns. reruns. Oh, oh, my goodness. You still watch the whole show. That's right. You already gave, you, you already gave them already the ratings. Because I wanted to know who the mother was. Actually, I did not because I always watched them. Mm-hmm. Let's and say, on like my Hulu or something like that. Because you gave them and a rating I in a I discipline, never which called Another Count to Their View. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, anybody – and do and, and you know who the people – but do you know what, what having WWE on the Peacock app is? It means you're going to have people – like, having that on the Peacock app, like, as a part of it – now, I understand that March 18th, that's when everything's going down. My wonder is, is there going to be a WWE app? Or is it just going to be WWE on Peacock? Because, in all honesty, I'm sorry, I don't want to be sitting down walk, watching the Broken Skull sessions and have well, a commercial come up. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to be sitting there, you know, catching up on NXT UK and a commercial is, pop up. And I it. yes, there are some commercials that happen in some of the wrestling programs, but, but that's those, for their own but products. But this is one of those unintended
1: from coronavirus man and and the reason why i say this is because think about where wwe was right before coronavirus hit right the app was still kind of in fluctuation you know what i mean they they had good subscriber numbers but not great you know what i mean they were striving to try and get to great but they hadn't quite hit there yet like they were they were trying their damnedest every week every month running different deals and specials, right? Just trying to get their subscriber count up and then coronavirus hits you in the face. And now the quality of your product is affected and your ability to convince new subscribers to purchase through your live events is now severely diminished because not only is your televised product worse, but now you're, you don't even have a live product for the most part, you know. What I'm saying, like, like it, it's live in the sense that you're live on TV and nothing is, is. You don't get to do cuts and everything like that. But it's not the same live effect, which is a big part of the whole selling thing with WWE, right? Which is how many you know for for every great wrestling moment you at least have one fan shot that goes along with that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about fan shots because the last Jericho Cruise, everybody thought it was the WrestleMania 30
1: guy. I just want to point something out to you, okay? You did yourself no favors letting that weight sit on you for a while, okay? As your friend... I just want to point out that your boy was telling you for a while to uh, cut it out. Now, if you would, if you would started cutting it out before then, you wouldn't have got mistaken that nigga. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now, I also will say racism.
0: Racism. So <laughs> I, I'm not this, this, dis- including that. I'm just but, saying, but mind you, racism for sure. But, but mind you, but mind you, mind you. It was the second cruise. Not the first cruise. The second cruise that it happened on. So I bet on the first one. Walking around, no one thought I was that guy. The second cruise, that's when everybody oh, thought man. I was him. And I was roughly about this I was roughly about what the same way go cruise. both cruises. The first one I was bald. It the second is. one I actually uh fate. There it is.
1: You just said it. You just gave it gave it away. You know how this racism works with all black people look alike? You know how this works?
0: Anyways, enough talking about that. We need to get to the MMA portion of the show. And pretty much, there's two things we're going to cover before we wrap up the show. First being, after UFC 257, Jerome, what do you think is next for Conor? I mean, we know he's going to be on a medical suspension because he ate those because he was eating them leg cakes from uh Poirier on Saturday but
1: retirement Who's his what? next
0: opponent going to be? His next opponent opponent's going to be retirement? I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a good fight. He can't make money I don't
1: care. That. To be honest with you. Like I know that's bad for me to say cuz we're doing a show <laughs> where we have to talk about it cuz it's Conor McGregor. Personally, I don't care. Personally, I want him to retire. I don't want to see him fight again. I have no 0% interest in seeing him fight again. I told y'all that same thing last week. I, got, I don't care. He's not a great fighter. He is a paper champion. He is not a real champion. You get no respect from me, Conor McGregor.
0: You are the fakest champion ever, bro. I got more now, respect for champions you, now, than I got for here's him. Here's something funny that I, I – now here's something here's something that I want to bring to your attention, Jerome, because because you know me, I like to watch the post fight press conferences. I mean, they're not as entertaining as they used to be when you would have, like, say Dana White in the middle and then the, the winners on the on either side, or sometimes the winners and losers, depending on how 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 much of a beating they took. Um, what Dana White said something very interesting because. Dustin now has a win. Connor has a win. Dana White stated, "I mean, so we with just trilogy fights. Connor. You got to have so a We're third. Trying
1: to see Connor get mopped up again.
0: A, so w- w- my statement, my thing is, well, what about the Diaz fight? Like we've been asking for that fight for a while you know now. No, he don't and mess with You're saying, oh, oh no, we're not going to do a like third that, one. No. But you know how he feels about them. The only
1: reason he keeps them around is because he knows that he that that he sells fights. Otherwise, that dude don't like
0: Diaz. He can't stand them brothers. So why not? So if they sell he's fights, they why retire not give them a money fight? fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably won't happen. Those guys are like I say, regardless of not fight. Regardless of not fighting all the time, those guys are still in tremendous – in tremendous shape. Like, people forget the Diaz brothers are triathletes. Like, like as much as they smoke, those guys are in incredible shape. They're triathletes. Those guys are never out of shape. They just – like I say, they're always in shape. They're always training. So, it's one of those things where you may see a fighter roll off into the sunset, but they're not training. Like I say, we, we know Connor, We know for the better part of when Connor stepped away in January – he, he was enjoying his money and you know, you no, know, and doing other things, but he wasn't. Act, act, he wasn't actively into the gym until, okay, well, I'm going to start training again. Even though I announced my third retirement in like the last two years, so, but regardless, like I said I just thought that was kind of funny because he kept saying, saying we don't want that trilogy fight, we don't want that trilogy fight. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we got to finish out this trilogy. His, it's it's his ridiculous. cash
1: cow. Lost and he needs to try and get his cash cow a win real quick. Mm.
0: But, no. but so, so you don't care what's next for Connor. I think the I, I think the next fight for Connor really needs to be either Justin Gaethje or Mike Chandler. Man, I think Gaethje if he, he breaks if off he of him just him. the way he got it the break with, off him mm. on, uh, last week. Now, now here's the thing, though. With me saying that after last week, Chandler looked really good against Dan Hooker, and Poirier looked great against Connor. The question is, what's next for Poirier? What's next for Chandler? Because we even said it last. We even said it in the last show, this looks like it's like a mini tournament that the winners are going to face each other for the title, but you still got this this guy who, yes, the last time we saw him fight, he lost to Khabib. But he's still one of the top lightweights out there. And the question is, do we have a Poirier versus Gaethje two, or do we have Poirier versus Chandler? Does Chandler all of a sudden go from being unranked after beating another six fighter to making it to the top five and earning that title opportunity? We don't know what's going to happen. I think that personally they should do Poirier versus Gaethje. Gaethje would love to have that win back and Poirier deserves to fight for the belt. Both those guys deserve to fight for the belt. Those are two guys who deserve to fight for the belt. I mean, for goodness sakes, Justin Gaethje, and as controversial as what he did was, I understood his mentality. When they handed him the lightweight interim belt, he took it and (coughs) threw it away saying, I don't want that. I want the real thing. Hey, Hey, we've seen I say, isn't there a tradition in the Super Bowl where everybody touches the Lombardi trophy before the Super Bowl? And no, remember that's... the year the last time that the you're Ravens about, won that t- um, that title?
1: You're thinking about hockey, my friend. They don't touch the <coughs> No, nobody touches, touches... the Conference uh, Championship trophies in in Lombardi hockey because they believe that it's bad Juju to touch the conference championship trophies. Because then you won't win the uh, the super. Uh, you won't win the Stanley Cup. Excuse
0: me. Well, because because I remember I remember hearing a story that Ray Lewis had actually stated that nobody's allowed to be near the Lombardi Trophy or something like that before they had their la- his last Lewis. Super Bowl. So Man, I, I, like, I may have been confused, but stuff. I remember hearing that story. <laughs> oh no, it was his teammates. Um, But, yeah, so it's one of those things where I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's it, it, it's kind of disrespectful to other interim champions because guess what? There was, there's an interim champion for a reason. Hey, your champion took off and didn't want to come back. Your champion is hurt and won't be able to fight for a while. Okay, you – you need an interim belt. Well, sometimes the interim champions defend their belts better than the the actual champions. You know, let's say that's that's why when you say you have more respect for interim champions than you do Connor, yeah. that's because the interim champions actually go out and fight. Connor, Connor, Connor in Ireland and America. Nope, not has one. never defended a single title. He's fought for them. He's won them, but he's never defended the title. And Any kind of fanboys out there saying saying, oh no, but he's the double champ and blah, blah, blah. Okay, you're not a real champ. It's, it's like they always say. Especially in fighting. Not so much in, in other sports because you, you go through like say, you go through seasons. You go through weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks building up to winning that championship and you are the champion of that league. But in sports, you are not a real champion until you defend that belt, and yeah. every fighter will tell you the same thing. So, so you can walk around saying, "Yeah, I won a championship." Oh, how many times did you defend it? And they'll be like, "Well, you know what? I lost in my first defense." Well, you defended it at least. Hey, the the other guy, the other guy was better. Conor McGregor. Oh, how many times did you defend, defend? it? What I didn't that? defend that thing. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I walk in there and I'm introduced as the champion and I could lose the title? Oh, I don't know nothing about that. That's that's news it's to me. I didn't know that thing, such a thing existed. I knew other people would put their titles on the line against me. I don't, I didn't know other people wanted me to actually put my belt on the line. But anyways, let's say that's aside from the point. let say we got the lightweight division is looking really exciting, and I'm actually looking forward to a lot of these cards coming up. Um, one of which is going to be uh, Blasiewicz versus Adesanya for the light heavyweight title, which I'm not sure how I feel about that one, but we'll d- dig into that one uh, as we get closer and closer to the fight. Uh, another one is Miocic versus Engano, and I mean, there's a couple other fights that are coming up that I can't remember all all of them off the top of my head, but we're gonna, but we'll we'll address all of them when they get closer and closer, because hey. We want to help build up anticipation because guess what? As critical as we may be of the UFC, as critical as we may be of WWE, as critical as we may be of AEW and any other fighting and wrestling product, we are still fans at heart. And so when something excites us and when something disappoints us, we will go ahead and relate that out to, to you guys, our listeners, to other fans. But with that being said, Ladies and gentlemen, it is time that we go ahead and wrap up today's show. Thank you for listening to Inside the Cage. It'll be coming to you every Friday at noon. So make sure that you set your alarm so you know, hey, new episode of Inside the Cage has dropped. I'm going to go listen to it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. There's, there's a couple other platforms. I'll make sure I let the, let it be known. And also, listeners, hey, pay attention to our Instagram page that's Inside the Cage with two eyes. We're going to start posting up information out there so that you, the listeners, can go ahead and leave us messages. And you know what? We may incorporate them into the show. Follow us on Facebook at Inside the Cage. You'll be able to see us. The logo that you have been seeing when you look at the podcast is going to be up there. Click on the logo, give us a like, and we'll put the link up there too. We are going to do everything we can to make this the best experience for you, our fans. But before we go, throw, spend the man everywhere tell them where they can together. find you on social. for my pretty face. All right, and you can find me at tcampbell underscore itc. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very very much. And that's right, Campbell underscore itc on Instagram. Just in case you're looking for me on Twitter, that's not the case, and I've given up Twitter. But just in case, any of you guys ever ever need a friend. Don't be messaging us in our DMs. I mean, I get DMs all the time. saying, hey, I think you're cute. Hey, what's Jerome doing? I think he's cute. Uh, I'm, I'm not about that. We're we're just trying to produce a show here. Now, now, let's say, and, and 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 guys, you know, that's just me. You know, oh, but anyways, and also make sure that you check out on Twitch, Cujo playing games, good friend of the show. We let's say. And we're, we're in the negotiations to have him back on the show. And believe me, when that show, when that day happens, it is going to be like Bobby Roode, absolutely glorious. I am. All right. But in the meantime, man. I am your host, Terrell Campbell. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.